You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hello, Are You Happy Podcast. I'm here with Ryan Beltran. He's a right. veteran in the sales industry. He just started his third startup. Um, he's been two years now in this startup. It's called RB Sales. Basically coaching as well as like one-on-one trainings with different businesses, um, their sales managers, as well as their individual salespeople if they need the help. And yeah, he's been in the sales industry for 34 years. Very impressive. Huge milestone because not a lot of people last that long in the sales industry. And he has. Um, and his other startups, his first startup was a manufacturing startup. His second one was clothing. And now he's doing sales, what he's been able to do best in for his whole life. So I'm very excited to learn a little bit more about his current startup and um, how he's able to facilitate a happy business and a happy life um, within his RB sales company. So Ralph, can you just tell us about a little bit about your origin, how we got here and um, afterwards your overall business strategy? Okay. Yeah. Hi everybody. My name is Ralph Baltran. I'm the founder of RB sales. And a little bit about my background is I've been in the sales industry for over 34 years. So started off in retail sales, where it really built the foundation on me being able to work one-on-one with customers and be able to build that relationship building skills, that rapport building. And that really helped me out with getting my foundation started within sales itself. From that point on, I hit more of an industry. I went into telecommunications where I sold fiber optics and I learned that business aspect of it. And then I got into the alarm industry where I uh, was there in there for five years. I turned into a sales coach and trainer where I was actually training five sales teams and I was teaching them the sales strategies, processes and systems to be successful within our industry. Um, in there, I held one-on-one trainings um, and I did that for about four and a half years. He mentioned the, uh, the the startup companies that I've been a part of. So yes, manufacturer company, I helped them start up from the ground up. I helped them build their sales pro- platform, their sales systems, processes, as well as their marketing material, and help them build their presence on social media. Once I was able to establish enough business for them, I exited out. Uh, and then I started a new venture with a clothing company. Did the same thing, grew their following on social media, trained their sales team trained their marketing team, blew them up on social platforms, exited the company. And now here I am with my third venture, which is my own personal, my own personal training company. Um, And this is where I'm teaching basically the training, the coaching, everything that I've learned in these 34 years, these trials, strategies, you know, I've been hung up on, I've been told no, I've had doors slammed in my face. So these are the things that I'm teaching sales professionals and sales teams, you know, not only that you know they're going to experience it, but not how to experience, but just how to overcome these when they do come across it, because it will happen. But not only that, basically how to kind of avoid it, what to see and what to look for in sales itself. You just mentioned doors being slammed in your face. And I just started on sales recently. What is a piece of advice that you could give to someone starting out in sales with a focus on longevity so that they don't burn out? What is a piece of advice you could offer to a younger salesperson? Yeah, you got to balance out your work life with your with your health and your fitness life. You definitely sales is very uh, demanding on the body, you know, especially with door knocking. We're talking about canvassing an area, clover leafing that could be blocks. We're talking about being out there from two to three hours in the sun. So definitely takes a lot on the body. Um, I still door knock today. So I know what I'm talking about from experience. And a lot of what I do is I make sure that I get in four to five days a week 
within the within my exercise and dieting right for the one reason that sales mainly sales is a very very demanding on the body when we're meeting customers daily prospecting going out there in the field more than any other profession would let's run the topic of sort of giving advice to our audience mm-hmm. what do you think is the major the biggest key to success in sales um and that could be as broad as you want it to be yes person always be learning there's always something new to learn and from personal experience 34 years in i still learn something new every single day that there you will never ever know it all in sales there's always something new to learn but not only that the sales world itself is ever changing let me explain a little bit further about that. The processes, the systems, the tools that we use, we got uh, gong, we got all these systems that come out. And then next couple of months, there's something newer saying they're better. <laughs> so we're always in a new learning curve as salespeople. We're always having to develop our skill set. And not only that, customers and prospects are getting more knowledgeable and educated within the sales process, the systems, because everything's out there on Google nowadays. You could go to you could go to Google, you could type in sales, you could go to YouTube and find sales videos. So there's a lot of resources for p- customers, prospects. So the customer has to be well-trained, educated, and being able to be able to handle all the objections, have rebuttals, and be prepared. So it's always educating yourself, self-education. It seems like based on you've been talking to me, um, it seems like you're very system-oriented in the way you teach sales. Is that true? It seems like, okay, rebuttals and step processes, is that the way to go about it? Or um, do you also encourage a little bit more uh, creative way of going about it? What happens in sales, and this is from, once again, from my personal experience, is that there's patterns in sales. Being in sales long enough, you're going to realize that you're going to run across a lot of the same patterns from buyers. This is just buyers in general. One of them is objection. You must, as a salesperson, learn your objection handling, learn your rebuttals. And it's good if you're in a particular industry, in 10 years, you're going to narrow down to three to four rebuttals that you're going to have to master because that's the same objection that's going to come up all the time in your industry. So what you have to do is you have to have a system in place to follow, to always be on the track and always to stay on, on the right direction. Because in sales, you could go to the left, you could go to the right, the customer could take you all over the place. So with a system, you stay in place, but you always want to adapt and you always want to have an adaptability to your prospect, your customer. And during the times that you're in, you got to be agile. You got to be kind of like a chameleon, right? You got to be able to do different things in sales and change it up uh, different ways. Sales is a very, very, uh, uh, how would I say it? Skill-oriented you know, kind of role where you got to know many different things, many different avenues in sales, communication, negotiation, and all of that. That being said, what is a common, I don't want to say flaw, but um, what is something that salespeople oftentimes miss during the sales process? Like for example, they, a lot of people, for example, could yeah. forget to, to, even, to, to even present the offer, for example. Yes. Yes. So the number one mistakes with training uh, sales professionals is the old school of training. And this is this is the way I was taught and, and the training is still to today. And if you went, you're in sales, so you're probably experienced this as well. In corporate training or most trainings, what they do is they'll put you in a training that could be a four or three, five day training. 
What the training does is day one starts off with the company history, background, everything about how great their company is. Day two, day three, day four, product, service, product, service, feature, benefit. Not one training on how to work with customers. Not one training how to go sell the product. It's all feature benefit and it's all company-based. It's, not it's nothing wrong. It's just the training's never changed. They've never trained the corporate training to today's times. The buyer no longer cares about the features and benefits. The buyer cares about who could help them and who has the right solution for them. So the number one mistake is sales reps going out and pitching sales and product features and benefits right away off the bat. They need to go with consultative selling and transformational selling. What they're doing is trying to dig deep from the customer, what they're experiencing as far as a problem, a pain, a challenge, or a struggle. As a sales professional, if you could gather that information, then you just tailor your whole sales pitch around that, what the customer needs and wants, not what your product and service could do for them. Yeah. What, for the audience that doesn't know everything about it, what does consultative selling look like? Okay. And is there any like key, is there any like secret tip you can offer to be like maybe that everyone else isn't doing in sales that mm -hmm. you could leverage? Or yes. is that just me like being hopeful? Because it, honestly, I feel like the, the sales are on for so long and there's not much that you can improve on. But you did, you did mention learning is a big aspect. And you can Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple key nuggets here. Number one is you have to lead with empathy. You always want to bring the customer's visual to see that you're really there because you care and understand about them. This only happens one way getting them to open up and talk about themselves. One of the ways is to say, hey, quick question for you. You had mentioned earlier, so deep listening, number one. Number one key here is listen to learn. Do not listen to talk and respond. Most sales professional, including me for many years, listen to talk and respond and answer the customer's question. Think about in your head, if the customer's talking, you're thinking about how to respond. The key here is to ask the question and do nothing but listen to them and deeply understand the keywords that they're going to tell you. Like, we're struggling here. This is where my pain is. This is where I'm having difficulties at. So you mentioned that you have troubles and pains and obstacles here in this area. Tell me a little bit more about it. Tell me a little bit more about your struggles. Let me understand where you're coming from. And you let them talk and you shut up. And you let them, you let them vent. When somebody can vent and talk about themselves, that's what they want to do. And they see you as a consultant more than a salesperson. I think what I have, and I think maybe other salespeople do, is a reluctance to ask that question because it seems like too obvious that you're trying to sell them. Oh, what's your pain point? But mm -hmm. well, you mentioned you're struggling here. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? It seems a little, um, uh, I don't know, like a little obvious that you're trying to sell. And for someone that like you who has been mm -hmm. on that plenty of times, correct? What's the typical response to that is it people actually like open up and tell you, or some, or is there like that one percent of the time where they're like, hey, like hundred percent of the time, hundred yeah. percent of the time. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. It's how you, it's how you say it. 
and it's coming from the heart, not from the mind. If you, if you could get that, what happens is, is there's salespeople that are in the business to make money and there's salespeople that are in the business to help people. If you're truly in the business to help people, the way that you ask questions are different than trying to just make the money and the dollar. Mm -hmm. A consultant is there to help and serve and to make a difference in somebody's life. A salesperson that's out for the check is just there for the money. The questions come out different when you're asking a question for the money than when you're asking a question to really help somebody. So there's two different ways. The how do you way separate I, the two? How do you, how do you make yourself focus on just helping when at the end of the day you do want to have money? You're, you you got to change your aspect and your mindset. If you're going to be in, into it for the money, it's only going to be short term. I've trained hundreds of salespeople. If you go in it long term where you're looking at building relationships, the relationships that you build back in the early 2000s, the 2015, the 2022 are still there. The transaction that you sold back in 2020 and you just basically was a transaction, they're gone never see them again. The person you build a customer transformational relationship and you transform their life in some way remembers you. If you build a relationship and keep in touch with them, they will be your customer and client for the rest of your life. They will follow you and be with you and support you in whatever you do, as long as you are there for them for the right reasons. Two different ways. Depends on what you want in the long run. I just talked about, about, some, talked about that with someone earlier today that I had a podcast call with and they said, um, people forget and people don't really realize that it's selling and like businesses should be thinking about having a transformational relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times people are taught in school, you want subscription-based things. You want them to keep paying, you, keep paying you. But if you have, if you're able to create, um, value and they have a, tra a personal or business-like mm -hmm. transformation and they're done with your service, they can Correct. go do it on their own. Um, that's more rewarding and maybe down the road, they might come back. Um, and that's the way to sell. And, and what I'm getting at here is that a lot of the times when you're selling, um, a salesperson's happiness might, or fulfillment might tie into what the product they're selling is. Um, what do you say to someone who doesn't believe in the product they're selling? Cause I know a, a key point is that you have to believe in that what you're selling is a solution to the problem that that person has. And it, mm -hmm. you have to really believe that your product is the best solution. Correct. Um, so what, what, do you, what do you tell someone who's not in that position where they really feel like their product mm -hmm. is the best? Okay. I would say there's two parts to that. Number one is the product and service. Number two is how much do you support the founder, the owner, and the business itself? Because products are always going to compete with each other. But are you there to support the company or are you there just to support the product and service? Now, if you're there to support the company, the, you're part of it. You're, the, you're part of the family. What you really want to do is struggle for the company's success, not for the product and service success. So you got to focus more on the business itself. This is what we do as a family. This is how we help out the community. There's always going to be competition within product and service. So you got to focus more on the business side on my motivation and internal fire comes from me supporting and helping Ralph accomplish his dream. And that's what my salespeople would tell you. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, I listened to this guy, Alex from Mosey's podcast. You're probably familiar with him. Yeah. And I, I should definitely be taking people's advice to grain of salt because I took his advice from like, I basically searched up Alex Ramosi sales and listened to all of them. 
Hmm. And I guess I listened to one where he was first starting out his gym launch business. And he said, hmm. you should believe your product is the best solution to their problem. And he was mostly probably referring to the, the entrepreneurial perspective and being hmm. like, oh, you want to develop a product that people, that is the best solution. That is Correct. a no-brainer offer to people. Mm-hmm. But that's something that an entrepreneur, but when, when you're in the position of a salesperson, it's a completely different perspective. Correct. You just, you need to focus on how do I serve the founder? Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. So yeah, with that being said, I do have a question about like entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, for someone who is freelance and doing pretty well in free, like doing whatever it is, freelance marketing, maybe they're on Upwork or what have you. Mm-hmm. What's the best, and they want to tra- transition into building a real sales process instead of just Upwork or, or Facebook ads or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, what's the best way to start? Okay. So the number one thing would be to build your brand. You have to build your brand. If you're an entrepreneur, the number one step should be build your brand before you do anything as far as system processes. If you don't have anybody listening to you, if you don't have ears hearing what you're saying, if you don't know your audience, if you don't know your ICP, if you don't know who you're targeting, you, you may be targeting the wrong people. You may be spinning your wheels and wasting time. So the number one thing is to build your brand and to put yourself out there as an expert within your industry. Once you do this, you want to constantly be on these platforms promoting valuable free content. This is to get the people to understand who you are and to get to know, to know you, to get to like you, and to get trust you as a person, as a trainer, and as an entrepreneur. This is free, valuable content by giving them stuff that's free that will cost most people money. But not worrying about the money, but worrying about impacting people and people understanding who you are because you want the right people, mentioned this earlier, to be following you. You want the right customers. You don't want to gather yourself wrong with the wrong people. So by doing this, you target your marketing. You, you, you put your right content out there. You make sure everybody understands what you do. I do training. I do training, right? And you put it out there, but you start becoming a community expert. Join groups, join um, Facebook groups, join LinkedIn groups. And then in these groups, you start becoming an expert by responding and interacting. When there's questions being asked, respond. Don't sell, but be an educator, consultant. Talk to them. Say, hey, oh, I see your question. Great question. I have a solution for you. You don't have to say this is my solution, but this is what I've done. This is what I helped out. This is how I've helped out others before. They start seeing you as somebody that's helpful, someone that's caring. And then you just continue to do this. And eventually they start going following you. People start looking for you. They start putting you on Google. That's how I did it. I never paid nothing as far as promoting for LinkedIn. And I'm over about 23,000 followers. And all this is organically through just putting out free, valuable content. On LinkedIn? On LinkedIn. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, what is the, because I'm not too familiar with LinkedIn. What is the, um, what's the strategy there? How are you able to build so many followers? Ooh, LinkedIn's good. <laughs> if you're in sales, whoever's listening to this, if you're in sales, get active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where every single business is at. Um, it could be small, medium-sized business, corporate enterprises. So whatever you do business-wise, that's the platform to be on. The eyes are always watching. They're always keeping an eye. They're always looking for new integrations. They're always looking for new technology. And it's a place to be for businesses, just like Facebook is for family and friends. So what you want to do within there is you want to start looking and doing research within the LinkedIn and search at the search tab for people and who you need to target. For me, it's vice president of sales. VP of sales, pull out a list, 
start connecting with those VPs of sales. They're the ones you want them to see your content. Of course, you're helping their salespeople. That's awesome. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you might want to add? Um, no, I would just say the sales industry for sales professionals, entrepreneurs, if you sell a product, service, or solution, you know, the key to my success has always been education, self-education, continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to study. You're going to come across many different uh, scenarios sales-wise, many different negotiation. The more that you understand the process, the way of selling, how to communicate, mainly how to negotiate, communication, negotiation. Those are two key skills you want to learn. Communication, negotiation. Get good at those two, everyone. That's awesome. Uh, are, how, before we go, how have you been able to build a happy culture within your team and also externally with other people? How do you incorporate work-life balance potentially or, or other ways of cultivating fulfillment and happiness? Mm -hmm. um, as a, like for individuals. Okay. So yeah, for my company with my employees, I run off of two different departments, sales and marketing. And um, with them, I get them together weekly. So I get the sales and marketing team together and we do a team training. And with this team training, we talk about kind of the business, what's going on, you know, what kind of struggles, what are we seeing out there? You know, what's going on in the industry? You know, what kind of, what the competition doing? Just a little round table. And then we talk about, you know, each other, you know, what's going on, you know, how's everything going? Um, that happens there. So I always let my employees know my cell phone, my email, any way of direct message, LinkedIn, Facebook, it doesn't matter. If you need me, call me. If you have employees, always be there for them. They will need you. And if you're there for them, they will have respect. They will be with you. They'll work hard for you and they'll support you. As I mentioned earlier, the ones that you treat right will treat you right. Thank you so much, Ralph. Um, seems like you're running a good business and doing well with internally as well as externally. Um, thank you so much for your time. Yes. And I do want to give you the opportunity to share where our audience might be able to reach you, whether okay. you personally or your business. Yeah. You could find me on LinkedIn on, as Ralph Baltrin. They also under sales mentor. The business is rbsales.com. So you could also find it under Ralph Baltrin sales.com. And you could also find us on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, all under RB sales. And you could also find our podcast called sales closers society. And that's nothing but sales training for salespeople. If you're struggling, take a look at it. <laughs>